Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. First, let's peek into the house at 79 Wistful Vista and listen in on this conversation between Fibber and Molly. McGee, I just saw Dr. Gamble coming home. Yeah? Yeah. He sure looks tired. What he needs is a long rest and a change of scenery. That's the advice he's always given me. It cost me five bucks besides. <laughs> well, I'm afraid there's no rest in the cards for Dr. Gamble this year, dearie. Too many people around here really need him. Well, I sure hope those people recognized the need for prudential sickness and accident protection before they needed Doc Gamble. A prudential insurance company plan like that can sure take a lot of the worry out of any sickness. That's right. It can provide you with a regular monthly income if you can't work at your job. Yes, and pay you for as long as ten years in case of sickness and possibly for the rest of your life in case of injury. And the Prudential's income protection plan covers you 24 hours a day for every type of sickness and for injuries received on the job or not. And with the hospital and surgical expense policy in your sickness and accident plan, the Prudential could pay a big part of those swapping bills. Friends, you really ought to ask your Prudential agent to tell you about these wonderful plans tomorrow. It's the kind of day-to-day living protection every family needs. There's a news item of considerable interest in today's Wistful Vista Gazette. At least it's of interest to Mr. McGee, who comes into the house yelping. Hey, Molly, did you see the paper? See the news in the Gazette? Well, if you're referring to the copy of the Gazette which you just brought in out of the yard, no, I haven't seen it. What's the big excitement? Tax cut? Nope. I'll show you. Look at that, kiddo. There, right there. See it? No. The only item I see is a script that Governor Pottle is in Wistful Vista for the day. That's it. Don't you get it, Molly? The governor's in town. Hooray. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got to shuck some peas. Look, so... Molly, evidently you don't realize the possibilities of this little item. Do you remember back a few months ago when a certain charity baseball game was played here and a certain husband of yours was chose to be the umpire? You remember what happened? Oh, indeed I do. The governor was there and threw out the first ball, and by some misfortune, he hit said umpire right square on the noggin and knocked two colder than yesterday's mashed potatoes. Right. And I've been watching the papers ever since, just waiting for the gov to get back to town. Why? You want him to bean you again? No. I have a small request for the governor to see. All I want is him to hand me a nice, soft, important, well-paid state job, that's all. Hmm. That ball hit you harder than I thought. Look, Governor Pottle's got thousands of state jobs to hand out every year. And to whom does he hand them out to? To people to whom he's obligated to. That's to whom he hands them out to whom. Do you mean that because he... Exactly. If you can think of any better way to get the governor obligated to you than by having him bop you on the skull with a baseball in front of 10,000 witnesses, you name it. My goodness, I'll never understand politics. Hmm. What sort of job did you have in mind? Senator, judge, or... No, I was thinking of something a little more dignified, my dear. Oh, like, well, I wonder how much a regent makes. A regent? Mm -hmm. They got a whole board full of them, you know. You know, for the colleges and universities. I've heard of them. What does a regent do? Go to all the football games, make speeches at graduation, and do all the expelling, I guess. The duties don't worry me a bit. It's the salary I want to know about before I agree to go into such... Company, come in. 
Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Hiya, Molly, and good afternoon to you, Ironhead. Hi, fever feeler. I thought you might like to know that the gent who crowned you with a baseball is back in town. In case you wanted to get out your Louisville slugger and return the favor. Well, thanks for no news at all, Doc. It's in the paper. Oh? Matter of fact, I was just getting ready to look the gov up and brace him for a high-state position. Such as what? Posing for the spirit of plenty on top of the Capitol Dome? Ha-ha, <laughs> that's funny. You'd be okay for that, McGee, except that your plenty is in all the wrong places. Ha! <laughs> Listen to the pot call the percolator black. You've said that before, McGee. And I'll say it again. Well. Every time you cast aspirations on my figure. Now, 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 don't start. Neither of you boys are in shape to argue over which one is Mr. American. He makes me sick. Did you see the governor, doctor? Did you just hear about oh, him? Oh, I ran into him out at the country club. He was just arriving for a game of golf as I drove away. What kind of a game did you have, Truthless? I didn't go there to play today, Sonny. I went on an emergency call. Oh? I had to remove a small divot from Roy Davis's eye and a niblick from Ed Baker's mouth. Holy smoke. I can understand how the divot got into Roy's eye, but... Well, I... Roy couldn't. That's why he jammed the niblick down Ed's mouth. <laughs> My goodness, I had no idea golf was such a rough game. Those must be the hazards I read about. Although... Hey, if the governor's out playing golf, I can't think of a better place to see him, Molly. Some of the biggest deals in business are cooked up on the golf course. Get your hat... Are you serious about this, Eggface? You're really going to hit the governor for a job? He hit me, didn't he? He figures one good hit deserves another. You know, I had a patient who got into a situation like this one time, McGee... Where a public official owed him a favor? Really? What happened, Doctor? Well, he was coming out of a bar one night and tripped over a justice of the peace and took a fall that broke his wristwatch. Yeah? He figured the judge owed him something, and he told him so, and the judge agreed with him. Yeah? What did he give him, Doc? Thirty days. Oh. <laughs> I hope you have better luck. So long, Molly. Bye. <laughs> I bet he just made that up, man. Oh, sure. Well, come on, kiddo. We're wasting time. Run, put your face on, I'll run, put my hat on, we'll go put the arm on the governor. There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. Acid indigestion, that's the time for Tums. Always keep them handy, always carry Tums. When you're on a holiday, buy some Tums along the way. Carry Tums. Try some Tums. Tums. Packing a picnic basket? Well, be sure to save a corner in that basket for a roll of Tums. You never know when or where acid indigestion may strike. At a picnic, a beach party, or a backyard barbecue. With Tums handy, you'll always be ready to fight acid indigestion, heartburn, or sour stomach, wherever you may be. You see, with Tums, you need no glass, water, or spoon. There's no mixing or fussing. You get relief on the spot. So take Tums along on every outing this summer. Suffering from heartburn? Spend a dime for Tums. Get on the spot relief with T-U-M-S Tums. down this way. You think it's all right for us to walk out here on the golf course? Don't you think we should have waited in the clubhouse for the governor? That whole mob in the clubhouse is probably waiting for him. We'll beat him to the punch. Hey, there he is. There he is over on the tee. Come on. Not so fast, McGee. These high heels were never meant for walking on grass. You're not supposed to wear high heels. Oh, hi, governor. Welcome to Wistful Vista. You know who I am, don't you? Of course, but I already have a caddy, as you can see. Caddy? I'm Fibber McGee. Oh, 
I know why you don't remember me, Gov. The last time we met, we didn't. Didn't what? Meet. <laughs> you socked me on the noggin with a baseball. Now I'll bet you remember. Oh, yes, yes, of course. We went to school together. Bailey High, wasn't it? See, McGee, that's not the first time you hit somebody. Shh. Well, go ahead and tee off, Governor. The reason I dropped out here to renew our friendship... Quiet, will you? The Governor is addressing the ball. Oh. I've heard some of the Governor's addresses, and my sympathy is with that ball. Hush. Well, that's too bad that water tank was in the way. You should have used a number three iron. I did use a number three iron. That's what I say. You didn't grip it right. Personally, I use the Statue of Liberty grip myself. You know how she holds that torch. Well, sir... Do you mind if I play now? No, not at all. You don't disturb me a bit. Now, Gov, if you hold your club straight up in your right hand... Hey, what are you doing with your club up? I was talking to the Gov here. If you don't zip your lip, mister, I'm going to bring this brassy down so hard... Don't you dare. McGee's already been knocked out by the governor. What is this talk about me having assaulted your husband, madam? Don't you remember? On the 22nd of June, 1954, the All-Star Game, you threw out the first ball... And that stupid hick of an umpire walked right into my pitch. That was me! Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I didn't recognize you standing up. What you want me to do, lie down unconscious before you apologize? But, my good man, I did apologize to you in the dressing room at the ballpark. Not while I was awake to hear it. Ain't that right, Molly? Right. Well, Governor, if this fellow didn't hear your apology, why don't you repeat it now so we can play some golf here? Of course. I apologize. Your turn to drive, Sam. All right, boys. Watch this one. Now, now, just a darn minute, Buster. Is that all I get? Two words? I apologize for being knocked stone cold in front of 10,000 witnesses and carried off the field on a stretcher with my arms and legs flopping every which way for everybody to laugh at? If you were unconscious, how do you know everybody was laughing at you? I saw the newsreels. Six times. Hmm. Oh, the humiliation of it. And the pain. And the humiliation. And the pain. And the... But did I rush out and file a suit for damages against you, Gov? Did I, Molly? No. No. Not yet. Say, why don't you? With all those 10,000 witnesses to testify, I bet you... Now, see here. Nope. I wouldn't do a thing like that, Molly. Why, the case might come up before one of them judges who didn't get his option picked up by the governor. You know, a judge would automatically soak him big damages. Have you two been talking to the opposition? Are you out to ruin my political prospects? Oh, no, Gov. Only speaking about political prospects, what you think of mine? Uh, let's not waste any more time, Governor. Uh, just wait a minute, Kenny. <clears throat> Mickey, uh, your political prospects, Sam? Thinking of running for office? No. No, what I got in mind is more the office seeking the man. You know... There must be all kinds of a position you got waiting while you're looking around for the right pair of shoes to fill the top of the desk with. Hmm. Well, Kenny here is on my staff, McGee. Handles all the patronage. Uh, what do you think, Kenny? I think we'd better get on with this game if we're going to get finished before dark. No, 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 no. Haven't you a nice spot open for our friend here in our state government? Uh, something uh, fitting? No, it don't have to be a steady job, Kenny. Something honorary but monetary would do. Hmm. It's funny, I can't think of anything but golf on the golf course. Why don't you come down and see me at the hotel tomorrow, McGee, and we can find you something suitable, huh? Oh, we're interrupting your game. Come on, McGee, you'll see the gentleman tomorrow. Oh, oh, sure, sure. Well, go on with your game, gents. We'll see you tomorrow. And, and thanks, Gov. Uh, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do with that chowderhead, Kenny? Leave it to me. <laughs> I'll probably make him dog catcher in a district where the dogs do the catching, huh? <laughs> 
we'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Say, isn't it something awful the way a day can go? All day long, rush, run, hurry, hurry, get things done. Busy day, busy day, busy, busy, busy day. Days that are made to order for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Jell-O Instant Pudding, the busy day dessert. You can make it and serve it at the very last minute, no matter how busy you are. You simply add it to cold milk and beat it up, and that's all. It's ready to eat almost at once. Creamy and nourishing and delicious. A wonderful homemade dessert. It's made by the famous Jell-O folks, so you know from the start no other instant pudding can be quite the same. Why not write it at the top of your shopping list? Get Jell-O instant pudding. Get chocolate, vanilla, and butterscotch. And get a big supply. For busy days, every day, the terrific busy day dessert, new Jell-O instant pudding. This may be the start of a great political career for me, Molly. You know, just quietly moving behind the scenes, pulling the strings, running things. Fibber McGee, the man behind the governor. Take my advice. Yeah? If the governor picks up a baseball tomorrow, you get behind him and stay there. I don't trust that man. Yeah, me too either. Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed. With Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, Jack Mather as the governor, High Averback as Kenny, and Herb Vigran as Sam. This is John Wald wondering what sort of honorary but monetary position the governor will offer our hero tomorrow. Is this the start of a great career? Well, tune in tomorrow night and see. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.